The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 
episodes. Yeah. Uh, got me thinking about vacations because we, we tend to travel a lot now, but when I was younger, I didn't really like going on vacation. I didn't care for it. I thought it was kind of a waste of money. But now that I have a family, I want them to experience things and see things. And I know you grew up as a military brat and I know you've been a lot of places. Yeah. But what's, what's, a, what's a really memorable place you went to, like either good or bad, or what's like the, probably the most memorable place you visited? Because I think you visited more places than I have. Um, wow. Tons of places. Uh, I remember going to the Grand Canyon as a kid. Um, and then I remember. Did you see like Greg and Marsha and, and Flohan and all? No, but like, and we went and visited uh, a ghost town and then we met an old, you know, an old prospector and he locked us in. Was he like, was he like, um, uh, Mr. Howell on, on. Um, yep. And he talked to a donkey and locked us in a, um, an old jail cell. Cool. No, he Neat. didn't. That was an episode Not of the Brady Bunch. Use. No, but um, yeah, so I remember going to the Grand Canyon as a kid, which is very cool. Um, I've been to like Germany. I've been, I lived in Spain for a year. Um, well, where, where's the most memorable place you've been to? Um, like when you think of all the places you visit, what's the one place that comes to mind immediately? I would say probably, I guess, the Grand Canyon. I remember that's the first thing I thought of really? when you asked the question. I also remember moving from North Carolina to California and we drove. And I remember <laughs> that drive being, you know, as a kid, which I've done that drive before as an adult by myself, but um, I just remember it as a kid doing that road trip. And uh, it was cool. I'm, I'm The furthest I think I've ever driven was I, me and the family drove. We live here in Central Florida. We drove from Central Florida to Colorado. Yeah. Well, first we drove to Texas. Well, actually, first we we stayed in Louisiana. Then we went on to Texas. Then we went on to Colorado. Then we backtracked up to Kansas down in Oklahoma. Then we went over to Tennessee and it came back to Florida. And we did it all in like a week's time. (laughs) That's crazy. It was awesome. When I got out of the military, I drove from Florida here to Northern California. So it took Mm. I-10 all the way to Los Angeles and then shot up (laughs) to Northern California. And then... Another time I drove from here to Las Vegas and back and did that wow. in about a week or so. Um, that was yeah. fun. Neato. Yeah. And we did all like yeah. the stupid stops along the way. Like, cause when you're on I 10, there's like these, you know, check out this thing, you know, I like literally mm-hmm. like the thing is what it says for miles, like a hundred miles. These, these billboards start <laughs> check out the thing. Don't miss the thing you know, 45 miles to the thing, you know, and finally we couldn't take it anymore. We decided to go in and see the thing, which was just like a spoiler alert for anybody traveling on I-10. Uh, <laughs> it's a mummy. So <laughs> oh, it's kind of, that's neat. not really a thing. That's kind of disrespectful to the mummy. Yeah. Called the you thing a name. Yeah. Mummy was um, a person. <laughs> we have a few vacations planned. We're going to um, Chattanooga because my son is in the train watching. Yeah. Um, we're going to, God, I know there's someplace else. My wife's going to kill me if I don't remember. Me oh, Roy. We're going to, Is that the Chattanooga <laughs> Choo Choo? We're going to see the Chattanooga Choo Choo. We're going to Texas, uh, to Dallas, to visit my father-in-law and my sister. They're not together. We're going to visit them separately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then next year, to celebrate me and my wife's 20th wedding anniversary, Nothing wow. says 20th anniversary romance like Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> I was just going to say Minneapolis, Minnesota, like with you. In the wintertime. Right. <laughs> in like February. Yes. 
because we're crazy and we want to go up to Thunder Bay and, you know, see actual like winter conditions and stuff. So we're excited. Cool. And when we're in Minnesota, for all you Weird Al fans out there, we are going to make a stop to see the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Nice. Yes. Because that's a real thing. Chattanooga Choo Choo. I don't even know the words to Chattanooga Choo Choo. Sorry. <laughs> we have to do a Biloxi Blues reference almost in every episode. We we may have to do, oh, we still got to put out season uh, or uh, episode 13 for the Patreons. I know. Sorry, Pepe. Yeah. Well, it's not just Pepe. But I know, but he's the one that suggested I a, it. And, I have a snake named Pepe. Anyways, that's, that's I'm, disgusting, Jim. Let's. Yes. All right. So I guess let's go ahead and take a break because we're going off on tangents. Yep. And um, when we get back, Mm. we're going to tackle this taboo episode and uh, see what's going on with Greg and his head. So we'll be back. This episode of A Very Brady Podcast is brought to you by Fun.com, the best place on the web to find officially licensed gifts, clothing, costumes, toys, and more. Fun.com also offers a variety of exclusive products that they make themselves and you won't find anywhere else. Search great brands like Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Care Bears, and many more. Click the fun.com link in today's show notes to see the latest products and also save 10% site-wide through August 7th, 2021. Your savings is automatically added to your cart, so just click and shop. Fun.com, your go-to destination for exciting and unique gifts. And we are back. Cool. That was a good break, Tech. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't even discussed it since last season, but I think you got higher than you ever had been on that last one. That was insane. I know. I, was <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to hit your your head on the ceiling fan above you. I really uh, but did. I, but. Over our hiatus, I really worked on my splits. So when I can jump well, into those splits. Well, like, plus, you're probably inspired by the Olympics, too. Oh, the Olympics. Hell yeah, I was inspired yeah, by Hell it. yeah. You, you know, can watch it on the um, um, Peacock Network. Anyway, I'm, we're getting off on t- what's what's up with us today? Getting off I on tangents? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Pardon so, me, boys. At the channel. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> All right. So so let's get into this season four, episode two, entitled "Past the Taboo." Some facts about the episode. All right. It first aired September 29th, nineteen seventy two. Written by Tam Spiva or Spiva. I don't think we ever decided how to say that, but um, directed by Kevin's dad, Jack Arnold. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For those of you like maybe just joining us, it, it's just a joke for the wonder years. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, according to IMDB, Peter is spooked by a tarantula that crawled into Jan's bag on the beach. However, Tarantulas are not established species of spider in Hawaii. It was probably chosen because it's familiar to viewers and easily available to produce to the production team. Also, I found some more stuff. How is it easily available to production team? Like, are they just like, well, what do you got? Like, 
I mean, we got all these tarantulas just sitting here. Like, <laughs> why do you? Ha- that's fine. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, like, what else are you gonna put? Like a daddy long legs where you can barely see it on camera. <laughs> just easily What's the alternative. Easily available to the production here. I thought it was just worded weird. Well, I guess I guess it's easily available, like for creepy things. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you could have a dog, but it wouldn't be that creepy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, some more facts about the episode. The trilogy has the only episodes that show Jan and Marsha in their bikinis. Hmm. All right. Jan is shown to have a blue bikini, an orange bikini, and a pink bikini. That while is, Marcia is sh- amazing facts, Jimmy. I'm glad yeah. you got that. <laughs> while Marsha is shown to only have a purple bikini. <laughs> hmm. Ironically, awesome. I found this. I I noticed this myself, and when I when I did the research for more um, trivia, it kind of confirmed what I thought. Ironically, Marie McCormick was extremely afraid of having to appear in a bikini. Hmm. Because she felt inferior to Eve Plum. Yeah. So like the whole Marsha, Marsha, Marsha thing. Actually, Maureen McCormick felt that way about Eve Plum. Hmm. And during the beach scene, she almost always attempted to cover herself even more. Yeah. So I found that really interesting. Hmm. The scene, um, one scene, she's holding a towel. Yeah. Uh, the other scene, she kneels down behind Greg trying to hide. Um, and then later on in the scene, she actually folds her arms in front of her stomach. So you can't really see her. And then in yeah. scene five, she actually holds a beach ball in front of her. Hmm. So once you figure that out and you go back and watch the episode, you're like, wow, she really is hiding herself. Holy crap. Yeah. The infamous Tiki is today in possession of, is in the possession of Barry Williams, hmm. who cool. actually found it in 2000 in a Paramount prop room while producing a TV show based on the book, Growing Up Brady. That's pretty cool. So he didn't even get to bring it home. He f- happened to find it doing a documentary about the Brady Bunch. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I thought those were pretty cool facts. And like, you don't care the color of the bikini. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. good. That's some detective work there, Jimmy. <laughs> she, she, so she had a purple one. That's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now Tack oh. is going to read us the recap from the last episode. Tack, take it away. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> All right, so when we last left off, Mike's company sent the Bradys and Alice off to Hawaii so Mike can check the construction of his newest building. While there, the Bradys take in some sightseeing. Bobby finds an old island tiki statue that he has made into a necklace for good luck. Unbeknownst to the family, the tiki idol is cursed and will bring evil to all who touch it. (laughs) Meanwhile, Greg enters a surfing contest. Bobby gives the tiki necklace to Greg for good luck. Only Greg wipes out on a wave and lands on some rocks and falls below the water. The family, while watching, freak out and Mike jumps in the ocean to find him. He cannot be found. Will Greg be found? Is the curse of the taboo tiki idol really true? Did Alice ever move her who back to her la? Let's find out. Oh, man. Oh, I'm excited. Man. I'm excited. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Oh, man. So in the beginning of this date, we're actually treated to a lovely voiceover, which we're not going to repeat, but it's a very professional voiceover and kudos to the guy yeah. who did it. <laughs> Scene one. Still at the surfing contest, Mike is in the water looking for Greg. He finally begins pointing with a, there he is, as he swims over to get him. 
We see Greg struggling to swim when Mike arrives. Carol finally arrives to assist, and the water is literally waist deep. <laughs> as, as Greg and Mike just simply stand up and are out of danger. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but it's like, really, guys? Really? He Mike just, and Carol. He kept like falling his face underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh. It's like just well, then Mike was trying to act up. like he's he's trying to act like he's treading water, and all he had to do was stand up. Like, so <laughs> Mike and Carol help Greg up the beach as the entire family and Dave arrive to help. Bobby runs up asking Greg what happened, followed by Marsha asking what happened. Are you okay? Dave, perhaps fearing for his job, yells, "I better go get the car," <laughs> as Greg is sat down on the beach and attended to. When Mike finally asks Greg if he's all right, Greg is confused, asking what happened. Mike checks for a concussion, asking Greg if he understands what he's saying, to which Greg replies yes. Carol starts grabbing at Greg's shoulders and squeezing as Greg, <laughs> asking Greg if it hurts anywhere. Greg <laughs> recoils at what she's doing, saying yes, everywhere. <laughs> Peter seems to criticize Greg, piping up with a, Boy, that was some wipeout. Mm. Greg answers sarcastically with a, I know, I was there. Oh. As, <laughs> as he realizes he has a big lump on the back of his head. Jan supposes that Greg must have hit his head with the surfboard, but Alice points out that the back of his neck is all skinned up. Mm. At this point, a crowd of people have gathered to stare like meerkats at the quote-unquote excitement <laughs> that's happened. Greg grabs for his neck and feels bad and realizes that he lost Bobby's tiki statue. But Bobby just happy Greg is okay answers with, well, it's a good thing you had it. You could have been drowned. <laughs> I think that's how he pronounced it too. I thought it was funny. <clears throat> Carol being the nervous Nelly she is, asks Mike if he thinks Greg is all right. <laughs> Mike decides to be on the safe side. They should have the hotel doctor take a look at him. <laughs> Greg decides he can walk to the car by himself but starts walking to the water and has to be corrected by Carol. <laughs> oh man. So hotel doctor, that's kind of fancy. That, that struck out to me too. So I did a, a little bit of research yeah. and I found out that a hotel doctor is often hired directly by the hotel and they're actually kind of like on standby. Yeah. So it's not like the hotel has, it's not like a cruise ship where they have a doctor on board all the time. Yeah. It's a doctor that gets any cases through the hotel that comes through. So, like huh. exclusive rights kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we know. Okay. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> Scene two. Back at the hotel, we see Alice and Cindy outside. Cindy starts by saying, I'm sure glad Greg didn't get hurt. It would have ruined our picnic. <laughs> Alice, who seems struck by her insensitivity, says... Well, that's looking at the bright side of things. The camera pans out, and we see that she is joined by Jan and Marsha, who are helping pick up everything they brought to the beach. Alice asks Jan if she'll go and make sure they haven't left anything. As Jan walks over to the water, she spots something rolling into the beach in a wave. It's Bobby's tiki idol! <laughs> Jan picks it up, and... Oh, what luck, and puts it in her beach bag. Mmm. Oh, good. Well, that's good that they found it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's bringing such good luck. 
Okay. Scene three. We are back in the hotel room. We see Carol coming out of the bathroom and telling Mike that they're going to drop him off at work on their way. Mike replies, oh, that's the life. Man goes to work and woman goes on a picnic. Mm. Carol replies, oh, don't worry. Someday they'll have men's lib, Hmm. which I didn't get that joke at all, but okay. Just then there's a knock at the door. When Carol yells, come in, Greg comes in. He announces him and the guys would rather stay at the hotel and knock around the beach for a while. Carol asks another pointless Carol question with, (laughs) you mean you don't want to go on the picnic? (laughs) Greg explains himself saying on the beach with all the girls. That's my kind of picnic. As Greg leaves, Mike quips that the doctor was right. That hit on the head didn't hurt him at all. Hmm. Carol agrees saying, yeah, he's back to his normal. All right. Which I thought was a weird way of saying that, but okay. (laughs) Mike daydreams for a second saying, you know, I'm with Greg. That's my kind of picnic too. All them guys. No, but gets in trouble with Carol as she says, Oh yeah. You just stick to work, Buster. (laughs) She then sends Mike off to carry things to the car while she gets the girls. Carol opens the door and yells, come on, girls, hurry up. As she opens the doors, we see the three girls and Alice all speaking at once. Alice delivers one of her Alice attention whistles and tells them they have to get a move on because time's a wasting. (laughs) They all grab their things and run out except for Jan, who has to run back to get her camera. But she puts the camera in the bag, and we get a glimpse of... (laughs) The Tiki. I I labeled it wrong, but yeah. Yeah, I just thought that'd be funny if we did the... I thought it'd be funny if we all did the... If we did the music every time. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) For obvious reasons, you know. So, Carol's showing off some stomach. Oh, shit. Carol was? Yeah, she's wearing a mid midriff. Oh, I think I missed. She that. wasn't showing her belly button because that shit's taboo, you know. But she was showing, you know, her midsection. That's kind of <laughs> <Taboo>. cool. And <laughs> belly button bring evil to all who touch it. <laughs> well, it's like and I dream of Janie. I guess she wasn't allowed to show her belly button at first, or it was a yeah. big deal because she did. Yeah. Um. But also, Mike showing off them pit stains. Yeah. <laughs> and Greg showing off them mic curls. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's showing off something in this scene. Not Marsha. Marsha's not. She said, "Nope. Fuck that." No. She's wearing that uh, that sweater jacket thing. <laughs> she wears to the beach because she don't want anybody to see her. <laughs> All right. So scene four. Down on the beach, we see a girl in a black bikini walking. Camera follows her and reveals that Greg is laying on a beach towel on his stomach, staring at the girls walking by. We see one particular girl in a purple bikini fixing her beach towel. Greg gets up and goes to talk to her. He opens with, just over from the mainland? She asks, yeah, you too? Greg replies, well, no. I guess you'd have to call me an old island hand. (laughs) He's such a whore, man. I'm sorry, but sorry. Good. Sounds like what I did last night. I did the old island hand. You went to uh, Hawaii last night? Yeah. The girl impressed or perhaps confused (laughs) replies, oh, really? Greg, seeing she's buying it, replies, yeah. Say, you know, the sun here is really strong. I think you better use plenty of that suntan lotion. When she replies, thanks, Greg follows up with, 
Just a little island know-how. <laughs> I love how he thinks this is like island shit that only island people know. You know, <laughs> the sun can burn. Just a little island know-how. <laughs> Just right. so you know. Aloha. <laughs> he then offers to help her with her back. He takes the lotion and begins rubbing it on her back, saying, Island hospitality. Just then, Peter and Bobby run up and plop down on the sand next to them. Bobby asks, what are you doing? Greg, who's <laughs> nervous and trying to find the word, says, I, I thought you guys went to go look for the statue. Bobby explains, we did. We couldn't find it. Greg, trying to get them to leave so he can get back to being creepy and suggest that perhaps they missed it. But Peter wants none of it, saying, no way, it's not there. The boys then turned the table, telling Greg that he should go look. Greg yeah. then tries another tactic. With an excited voice, he says, we'll go outside? No. He says, <laughs> so why don't you guys go play in the water? Ooh, or build sandcastles. He then tells them that they have great sand way down there. <laughs> Peter looks interested and asks Greg if he's coming too. But Greg tells them, not right now. Undeterred Bobby tells Greg that they'll wait, to which Peter agrees. Greg, desperate, simply asks, can't you guys see I'm busy? <laughs> Bobby, completely ignorant of what's going on, asks, doing what? Greg tells the boys that he's helping put on suntan lotion. Greg then, talking through his teeth, tells the boys that he'll see them later. <laughs> the boys, who are way more polite than Greg... <laughs> The boys, who are way more polite than Greg, introduce themselves. Peter begins with saying, Hi, Mandy, I'm Peter. Bobby joins in saying, I'm Bobby. Mandy, realizing that Greg never bothered to introduce himself, asks Greg, By the way, who are you? Greg <laughs> sheepishly replies, I'm Greg. But continues trying to make the boys scram by saying, Like I said, I'm helping Mandy with some suntan lotion. Peter then gets a great idea and tells Greg that he'll give him a hand. Bobby joins in saying that he'll give him a hand too. Mandy, who is totally impressed, says, Wow, this is what I call island hospitality. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I love how the... <laughs> God, I love how the boys did not give a shit what Greg was trying to do. You know Peter knew what was up. Come on, because Peter kept checking out her ass. I don't oh, know yeah. if you noticed that. But Peter kept looking the back of her and he like looked down her ass. He's like, yeah. And he was making these faces like, yeah, I like this. He knew what the fuck was up. Of course he did. And even if he wasn't doing anything, you don't think they're, and maybe he's interrupting him talk, having a conversation with somebody else. Yeah. Like, what are you and doing? Actress... Like, you didn't, not even acknowledging the girl sitting there. What are you doing? You're just sitting yeah. here. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> um, but also, I, 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 this girl wasn't as bad as they usually are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she was like doing some funny things. Like she kept laughing every time the boys was like, <laughs> every time the boys would ask something like, well, are you going to come with us? Like she'd start giggling because she knew Greg was trying to, you know, bone her. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> Can I get a, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Scene five. On a more secluded beach by a bay, we see a picturesque shot of the water. Hmm. We pan over to see people sitting down while hearing Carol say, oh boy, Alice, what a perfect day, which I just to pause for a second. I thought this was hilarious because in the master shot and the big establishing shot, yeah, you can see Alice, 
but you can't see Carol because they have that they have them sitting in grass and her wearing a green jumpsuit. Uh, so like from the from the shot, you can't see Carol at all. All you see is Allison. Camouflage. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We now see Alice and Carol sitting down on towels as Alice says, Oh yeah. Isn't it light, nice to look up there and see all that blue? Pointless Carol question number two. You mean the sky? <laughs> Alice replies, yeah, at home, all that blue stuff is behind all that brown stuff. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That's like that's like a cheap shot from Alice going, yeah, because at home, I you know, have to stay inside all the time, and I can't even see what the fuck the, the sky looks like. So, yeah. Is that what she Because I started thinking, of, well, yeah, because at first I was thinking they live in Los Angeles where it never fucking yeah, rains. It never rains. Like, it rains like obviously, there's blue sky there. People go there on vacation for the same reason they go to Hawaii. But that yeah. wasn't the point. Because she she says the line, yeah, at home, all that blue stuff is hidden behind all that brown stuff. <laughs> the roof. So I think she's talking about the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was kind of fucked Damn. up, but kind of funny at the same time. Hmm. And of course, Carol just laughs. <laughs> as Carol and Alice finish up talking and prepare to leave and make plans to sightsee before they go back to the hotel, a huge tarantula mm. begins to climb onto their towel and into Jan's bag, mm. which I, I, I thought it was kind of cool. Some of the, some of the graffiti and artwork on Jan's bag. I thought it was kind of cool because it looked <laughs> like a little girl had done it. <laughs> the girls finally run out of the water wearing flippers and scuba masks. <laughs> and of course, Marsha's carrying that beach ball right in front of her belly, so you can't see her in a bikini. <laughs> yeah. And I, I my only note is, oh, I want a tarantula. <laughs> but my wife won't let me have one. All right, scene six. We now accompany the Bradys as they go sightseeing yet again. Oh, boy. <laughs> Our first stop, we see Marsha looking through a telescope out of the water. Alice informs them, what they're looking at, and is called Rabbit Island. Marsha asks if anyone has a tissue because the lens is dirty. This is compelling stuff here. Yeah, not right. Jen says she does, and blindly reaches into her bag, barely missing the tarantula. But Carol saves the day, finding it first and telling Jan, never mind. And oh, you man. totally forgot that Marsha goes, thanks, Mom. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ruined the scene doing that, yeah. Yeah. At first, like, and I'm right to go with what you're saying. Like, she was like, "Does anybody have a tissue?" I'm like, "Ooh, what's gonna happen? This is interesting." Oh, the lens is dirty. Really? That's you wrote that scene. Like, what the fuck is that scene for? Like, what? What's the purpose? Yeah, that's it. Scene seven. Next, (laughs) next, the girls arrive at another tourist destination and get to see a booby. As the girls walk up, they see an interesting bird. Jan begins by saying, look at that funny looking bird. When Cindy asks what it is, Alice tells them it's a red footed booby. <laughs> booby. Flohen can barely keep it together as she asks, red footed booby. I don't <laughs> know if you noticed that, but she almost broke booby. <laughs> Alice simply looks at her and says, yeah, he's not happy about it either. Oh, Jan then reaches into her bag, you know, to take a picture of the booby for herself to take <laughs> home. Booby. Marsha then offers to take the picture for her so Jan and the booby can be in the same shot. <laughs> booby. 
We see Jan posing just below the booby <laughs> while Booby. Marsha takes the picture of the booby. <laughs> the girls then wander off, but not before waving goodbye to the booby. <laughs> booby. <laughs> I was crying when I watched this scene. It was so fucking funny. And my only note was, <laughs> booby. <laughs> because Flohan legit almost breaks on it. <laughs> and then when when Alice says the line, yeah, he's not happy about it either. Like Maureen McCormick looks at her and, j- and starts cracking up because you can tell they are all on the verge of laughing. It was great. <clears throat> um, so yeah, <laughs> booby. <laughs> I, it was just funny. It made my day to hear Alice say booby. I don't know why. It was just the funniest <laughs> thing. I almost wanted it as my text ringtone so that every time my phone goes off, it's Alice going booby. <laughs> it just made me so happy. Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm immature. <laughs> Scene eight. Back on the beach by the hotel, we see Greg, Dave, Peter, and Bobby sitting around talking when Jan walks up and hands Bobby his tiki idol. When Bobby asks where she found it, she explains she found it on the beach and forgot to give it to him. She then runs off, but not before Bobby yells thanks. Bobby exclaims, I got my good luck piece back. Dave asks, good luck? Then asks where he got it and starts looking at it closer. When Bobby asks, isn't it neat? Dave tells him it's taboo. (laughs) Peter, confused by the word, and repeats taboo? Dave clarifies, telling him that it's supposed to make all kinds of terrible things happen to you. Greg suggests, like my wipeout yesterday? Dave confirms, but quickly tells him that it's just an old island superstition and that he doesn't believe in it. Greg and Peter (laughs) chime in, saying... They don't either, but Bobby seems a little creeped out, saying, "Taboo." I think I think this shit scares the shit out of Dave. Hmm? Because through yeah, throughout the episode, first episode and this episode, Dave seems to go way out of his way to say every single time, "You know, I don't I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe it. Like I, don't, <laughs> like I certainly don't buy that. That's just." wives tale stuff i don't believe it every <laughs> single time they mention it dave's like you know i don't believe it just for the record i don't believe it but i know all I, the history and stories yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but i don't believe it so i think it really scares the shit out of dave and he's just afraid to admit it but also how did jan know exactly where they were on the beach oh well, i mean it's what i mean it's not that big <laughs> sorry i don't know well yeah, yeah that's true i guess they're on a private beach behind the hotel yeah, I guess so. I don't. I didn't know where they were in this scene. I, I was like, I had no idea where they were. I put somewhere on an island. <laughs> well, because um, Greg said he wanted to stay at the hotel so we can go around the beach. You know, to be creepy and stare at girls in bikinis because you know apparently that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, I would so. never do that. Scene nine. Back in the hotel, we see Mike putting his briefcase down while saying, "Oh man, this is really living." Home from work and time to take a swim. Oh, good for him, man. He's working hard while he's there. Yeah. Yeah, everybody else gets a vacation all day, but he's been at work all day. Yeah, right? He's had to sit in an office all day. So so Mike being all happy, he's going to swim. He's got all these plans. As he goes into the bathroom to change, Carol takes advantage of Mike's good mood and says, Mike, (laughs) did you happen to notice all of the nice shops down in the lobby? Hmm. Mike simply says, oh, yes, and then goes back to change, you know, because he wants to go swimming. Yeah. But it's called back by scam artist Carol asking, 
<laughs> Did you notice any particular one? <laughs> Mike suggests, you mean the one with the display case in the window with all the jade and coral in it? Hmm. Carol gets super excited thinking her scam worked, shouting, that's the one. Mike answers, no, I didn't notice that one. Oh, And of course, runs back to the bathroom to get changed because, you know, he worked all day and Carol didn't. Yeah. But Carol calls him back yet again, telling him the next time he doesn't notice it, don't notice the beautiful coral pin in the window. Hmm. Mike agrees that he won't and continues to change. <laughs> Before the scene ends, we see another shot of the tarantula crawling out of Jan's bag. It crawls off the bed and across the carpet and on Tack's shoulder. No, stop! <laughs> Just full of <laughs> It's not on your shoulder. Jimmy Klein. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Uh, that's hilarious. Okay, so God forbid Mike enjoys a little time he has off while the others enjoy their vacation. Of course, Carol just wants to shop and fucking spend his money. Well, bitch. I mean, I'm with you, like, man. Fuck, fuck Carol. Like, <laughs> like if me and my wife are on vacation, right? My wife wouldn't be like, Jimmy, did you notice the shops down in the lobby? She'd be like, <laughs> hey, sometime before we leave, I want to buy this pin downstairs. <laughs> or I'd get home from work and my wife would be like, hey, check out this pin I bought down in the lobby. She wouldn't wait for me. And then, like, I don't know. I guess it irritated me that it wasn't enough that Carol got to go. She didn't have to. This was a work trip. She didn't have to go at all. Right. The family didn't have to go. So she's not even happy she got to go. Yeah. Not only does she want she like this coral shit. pin, which whatever it's coral, whatever. If that's what, but she wants Mike to go get it for. Her? Like she yeah. wants it to be a gift from Mike. Well, why can't <laughs> she just go pick it up? She had all fucking day. Right. <laughs> or I mean, like probably what I would have done too, because I don't know how much it was. So I would have been like, "Hey, it's I want to stop at this. You can find it on the beach." <laughs> I want to Just stop get at the a hot shop. glue gun and attach a pin to it. On the way down, let's stop at the shop real quick. And then when you're there, you can act like you've just seen it for the first time. You know, like, well, I mean, wow, you that's pretty cool. Shop. I like that. You know, you pass it every time you leave the hotel. Every fucking time. <laughs> so, no, I don't know. I guess it irritated me a little bit. Also, uh, that wasn't the same tarantula. That no? was a different tarantula. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, they were so readily available to the production crew, apparently. That they so. are readily. I mean, you can literally get them anywhere in Hawaii. They had a surplus of fucking tarantulas. <laughs> so. Yeah. In fact, I think Kevin's dad was like, guys, we can we please find a reason to use all these damn tarantulas laying around everywhere? They are like, we everywhere. We need to find a reason. They're readily available, guys. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> Good God. It's like going down to South Florida with all the fucking iguanas everywhere. <laughs> that blew my damn mind. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Like, we have lizards up here. But yeah, yeah. Down to South Florida. I was like, there's a fucking iguana yeah, it's, everywhere. It, it's like a joke. Like, yeah. There's an iguana <laughs> in a tree. Like, what yeah. the fuck? And they say I, if you go to public parks, they're everywhere. They're like everywhere. flocks of these things. Yeah. You'll see, like, bearded dragons just randomly running around in the wild. I've never seen yeah. these things in the wild before. It's, right. like a, it's like a guinea pig. You ever seen a wild guinea pig? Nobody <laughs> <No>. has. Because <laughs> they don't exist. That's like seeing a wild poodle. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, you look at that wild go- Cairn Terrier. <laughs> you should have to go down to New Guinea, I guess. I don't know. But it's like seeing a wild cockatiel. Oh no, they have those. Never mind. Oh, we do sorry. have wild parrots around here. I've seen wild macaws down here in Melbourne. Hmm. And That's wild cool. uh, Quaker parrots and wild um one of the lorries, the, the different colored ones. We have those too. All right, anyways. Yeah, we here's our ta- it's our tangent episode. Tangent. Okay. <laughs> Scene 10. Oh, that's, oh, it's me. Hey. <laughs> Scene 10. In the boys' room, we see Greg and Peter lying in their beds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With Bobby sitting on Peter's bed, holding his tiki. Oh, man. Bobby looks concerned and asks, do you think what David said is true? Peter pipes up, first asking, how could a dumb old piece of wood give you bad luck? <laughs> Unless it hit you in the head. Depends on where you stick it. No, I'm sorry. That was, that was bad. Sorry. <laughs> We're still on that. That's awesome. As Greg begins explaining to just forget about it and that it's just an old superstition, we see the spider crawling across the carpet towards Peter's bed. <laughs> Stop, Doc. <laughs> Bobby, still not sure about the tiki. <laughs> And not wanting to take any chances, tells the boys that he doesn't think he wants it anymore. When Peter tells him, that's <laughs> dumb, Bobby asks Peter if he wants it. Peter agrees and tells him that it would make a great souvenir. Bobby practically throws it at Peter and jumps off the bed. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Peter puts it around his neck and lays down. Great idea. Before going to bed, he says, bad luck, come and get me. Greg then informs the boys that he's bushed and says goodnight. As he says this, we see the spider beginning to crawl up Peter's bed. Hmm. I thought that would be a perfect place to take our next break. It is. That way we leave everybody in, in what is it? Suspense. I'm, I'm in suspenders. Which didn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> suspenders. <clears throat> so, Peter is now in possession of the tiki. Yeah. And thought it would be a great idea to put a string around his neck and go to sleep. That's genius. <laughs> <laughs> and a huge tarantula is crawling up the bed. Mm. Is the tiki behind all this? Mm. Will Peter wake up in time? Mm. Will he be bitten and become Peter Parker Brady? <gasps> Peter Parker Brady, that's a fun thing to say. <sighs> we will be back. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. 
Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. And remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the Tee Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right, the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. Very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. back mm-hmm. man that was insane you didn't even your headphones didn't even come off that time that's incredible I know. <sighs> that was crazy Whew. yeah right i'm worn out someday we'll have to play the audio from you doing that actually why don't we play the audio from you doing that right now go ahead play okay it. here we go yeah yeah hold on <laughs> Wait, watch this one, Jimmy. Watch this one. Here we go. What's funny is one of our listeners is going to be listening to this at work. And at that point is when Sim's going to come in their office. <laughs> okay, hold on. All right, Jimmy, watch this one. Ready? Oh, oh. <laughs> Man, that was right I'm okay. on the I'm okay. I'm okay. That was right on the wiener. Right on the tiki idol. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode they talk about this tiki idol right yeah are you is there any kind of superstitions you have do you, do you believe in any kind Woo! of sorry <laughs> do you believe in any is, are you superstitious in any way shape or form is there anything i wouldn't say i'm superstitious but i am a little stitious <laughs> hi so? it's the office, uh, office you're normal stitious yeah <laughs> Uh, Michael Scott, The Office. Um, I don't know. I can't really. I don't think so. Are you? Do you believe in any conspiracy theories? (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of superstitious. That's kind of is it. I think so. Yeah. I don't think it's superstitious. I don't really. There's not really any conspiracy theories that I'm 100 percent like. Hell yes. Like no. I can't think of anything. Are you kind of stitious? Um. Well, I, I both of us have a theater background, and in theater, there's I don't know why, but I became really superstitious in theater. So, like, um, at one of the theaters I used to do a lot of shows in, 
Um, that's not a sponsor, so we're not going to mention their name. Uh, <laughs> see how that works? Um, that's right. The, take the that, MCT. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ha, take that, Surfside. Um, <laughs> Surfside Playhouse, located on 5th Street, South Cocoa Beach, Florida. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> in the bathroom, it had two urinals, right? Okay. If I was in a show, I could only use the left urinal. <laughs> okay. And if I was not in a show, I can only use the right term, right urinal. Now, I haven't done a show in this theater in like 18 years, right? Right. And I, I had to go back to this weekend because I got hired for a photography gig. And I found myself not being able to use the left urinal. I had to use the right urinal. Hmm. Like, I actually pretend like I was washing my hands because somebody was using it, waiting for them to leave so that mm-hmm. I could use the right urinal. You had to pretend to wash your hands? Why didn't you just wash your hands? <laughs> well, I did, but I didn't really have to wash my hands since I didn't go to the bathroom yet. Acting. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and like weird things in theater, like I had to walk around the set before the house opened. Otherwise, I, I would be off that night. And yeah. I don't know. I had these little routines that I would do. And if I didn't do them right, then I it seemed like yeah, bad I, luck. I, I see forward. what you mean. I, I, there, I probably do some things like that, but I can't think of them right now. Hmm. Huh. You really should hit me know. with these questions like hours ago. <laughs> I can think about it. I know you, I'm sure you just didn't think of it until just now, but still. No, I just thought of it off the top of my head when we came yeah. back from break. Well, I mean, I, I take my tattoos wherever I go. I guess that counts, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Never leave home without them. That's right. <laughs> that, that and my uh, uh, Marvel Fans of America um, membership card. Uh, I'm just okay. teasing. That was a, no, that was a Big Bang Theory reference. Um, <laughs> so I guess it's time to come back, correct? Yeah. Get back into this? Yeah, All let's right. get it. So when we left off, Peter is now in possession of the Tiki Woo-hoo! and was about to <laughs> and was about to become Peter Parker <laughs> due to a tarantula crawling up his bed. What will happen? Will he die? Jeez. Oh, let's find out. All right, um, continuing on. As the lights get shut off, the spider slowly makes its way up the blanket towards Peter. We see it crawl across Peter's hand. And then up Jimmy's arm. No, no. Okay. I turned to a ninja for a minute. (laughs) To which Peter doesn't react. The spider makes its way. Why would he react to it being on my arm? (laughs) I wasn't born yet. Right? Spider makes his way up Peter, finally. <laughs> that sounded gross. Finally, <laughs> on his stomach, <laughs> where Peter wakes up moaning. Hell yeah. Greg yells at him, telling him to knock it off. <laughs> guys, guys, jerk it off. Can you do that in the shower? Damn. <laughs> Fucking gross. Finally, Peter is able to say, Get it off me! Get it off me! Please get it off me! <laughs> Greg turns on the light to see what the fuck Peter is talking about. When they see it, both boys are amazed. Greg picks up a shoe and is ready to swat the spider. <laughs> and so Peter looks at him and shouts, Not on me! That's a that's a Home Alone reference right there, man. That's where Home Alone got it. <laughs> Seriously, spider and everything. Yeah. Moff, what are you doing, Moff? Same way, man. <laughs> Yeah, tell you. And I, would, I wish they would have been able to do that scream that you did. That would have been great. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Greg okay. uses his shoe to flip the spider off the bed as all three boys. <laughs> Fuck you, spider. 
Oh, flip God, the spider off the bed as all three boys turn into little girls, <laughs> jumping on their beds for safety. Finally, Mike pokes his head in to see what the noise is about, yelling, girls. I mean, boys, <laughs> boys, boys. Hold it down to a dull roar, would you? My mom used to say that all the time. Could yeah. you keep it down to a dull roar? <laughs> Finally, Mike sees what they're yelling about. He tells the boys that he thinks it's only stunned. Bobby screams at Mike, telling him, Dad, do something. <laughs> telling him not to squish him while Peter yells, he could have killed me. Mike tries to comfort him, saying, now, Pete, there aren't really any poisonous spiders in Hawaii. Peter responds, yeah, he could have he could have scared me to death. <laughs> Instead of squishing him, Mike asks for something to put him in. The boys bring him a sack and something to scoop him up with. Mike looks at him in the bag and decides that he better take him out before Carol sees it. Mm -hmm. Because she gets uptight when she sees a ladybug. Mike then tells the boys to go to sleep and leaves with the tarantula in the little bag. The boys are left talking about the excitement and how big the spider was. You know, he says the line, <laughs> there aren't really any poisonous spiders in Hawaii. That yeah. irritated me because there's not really any poisonous spiders on Earth. They're what venomous, it? not poisonous. <laughs> right. Just like snakes. It's a huge irritation when I hear that. Yeah. <clears throat> it just takes a minute to do research. Just a second. Like it's it's so irritating <laughs> people say, is the snake poisonous? No. All you, do two is, on Earth that are, all you have to do is Google it. And I don't know what yeah. he was thinking. There's only two on Earth that are poisonous and they don't live in Florida. So, anyways. So, <clears> kudos <throat> to Christopher Knight for letting that uh, tarantula even crawl on him. So. Right? Yeah. Impressive. Although I've I've held the tarantula and they're actually you can't even feel them crawling on you. So like yeah. with it crawling across his hand, like that's totally doable. Like you, you yeah. can barely feel them. They're not as heavy as they look. Well, some are, but those that one's not. Yeah, I remember you held the tarantula. I was there for that when you did that. Yeah, right. You you didn't cool. hold it. Oh, well, I was holding my son at the time, and you know, oh. <laughs> he was he was like two, and I couldn't really put him. And down there wasn't and... anybody there that would have held your son, so he didn't <laughs> hold it. Yeah. Okay. I was interested in doing it for sure. Um, I would. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little nervous about it, but I still. Yeah. I wanted to do it. Um, the um, the yeah. bird eating spiders. They're heavy. Like they're heavy enough yeah. where if they fall off a branch on a tree or something, they're gonna hurt themselves. But that kind of tarantula, like the rosy haired tarantulas, that you can barely feel them. They they're so soft. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Anyways, tangent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's me. <laughs> Scene eleven. Out in the hallway with the tarantula, Mike is stopped by Carol asking what he's doing. Hmm. Mike says nothing, but Carol isn't buying it. She sees that bag and assumes it's her coral pin that she was hmm. asking for, telling him he's sneaky but sweet and gives him a huge hug and a kiss. Hmm. Mike, completely confused, asks, what do you mean? Carol looks at the bag and asks... If he was going to put that underneath her pillow. <laughs> All right. Mike asking what she's talking about realizes that she's talking about the bag. He asks in shock under your pillow. Mm -hmm. Carol finally points at the bag saying that it's the coral pin. Mike mm -hmm. laughs at his wife's greediness and tells her that it's not the coral pin. Carol, thinking this is a fucking game, starts trying to ask, <laughs> starts trying to guess, asking, it's not the jade bracelet? When Mike says no, Carol deduces that 
it has to be the coral pen <laughs> because she fucking said she wanted it. And of course she gets everything she wants. Apparently <laughs> right. <clears throat> greedy. Carol finally grabs the bag and looks in it. And with a, Oh, she says, it's not the coral pen. Mike simply says, told you and walks <laughs> out of the room, <laughs> but not without getting a dirty look from Carol. Cause she so, wants her fucking pin. <laughs> right. I thought, Carol's response here was kind of a little underplayed, I think. I thought so, too. Like, she just looks at it and, see, you know, it's a normal thing to find a tarantula in a bag. She just goes, oh, yeah. it's one of these again. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you think she'd be like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is that? Like, is that a tarantula? Like, how? Why do you have that? Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, if they were worried about people thinking the tarantula got hurt because obviously she would drop it or like throw it right, on the ground right. and step on it or something. She could have had Mike open up the bag so Carol's not holding it and have her scream and jump on the bed. That would have worked. You could have easily adjusted the block yeah, and make yeah. her have a bigger reaction. <clears throat> but yeah. I put down, she just won't fucking quit, will she? <laughs> like I put down, she's worse than my four-year-old child. Like when, when he wants something, at least I can say not right now. And he, he might pout, but he's like, okay, Carol just won't fucking quit. This is the second day now. No, it's later on the same day. So this has been going on for hours now. And Carol still thinks she's getting that fucking coral. It's probably an ugly pen. It's fucking coral. It's a rock. Right. It's a fucking rock. Like, anyways, good. <laughs> yeah. Scene 12. Back in the boys' room, the boys are still talking about their experience. Peter takes the tiki off his neck. And tells Bobby, here, I don't want this thing anymore. He throws it into Bobby's lap. But Bobby throws it back saying, me neither. It's bad luck charm. Greg, tired and growing weary of all the superstition, tells the boys, come on, you sing-alongs. What? Oh, I'm sorry, this must be dead. <laughs> I almost like that better. But I'm sorry, it was, a sp- it was <laughs> autocorrect. Kicked in. It's supposed to be ding-a-lings. <laughs> Yo, you got to leave that one in. That's awesome. That is awesome. Come on, you sing-alongs. <laughs> oh, so got you. <laughs> so Greg says, come on, you sing-alongs. That idol's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Peter, tells Greg to take, <clears throat> Peter tells Greg to take it, then tosses it to him. But hits Greg in the head when he does. When Greg <laughs> holds his head and gives the dirty... <laughs> When Greg holds his head and gives the boys a dirty look, Bobby gets an I told you so, telling Greg, I told you it was bad luck. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you stupid sing-along. <laughs> <clears throat> Scene 13. Out in the wilderness, Greg, Peter, and Bobby are talking with Dave. Dave is telling an old island legend. Dave says, see those deep creases on the side of the Kahola Mountains? <laughs> they say yes. Dave continues, well, the old islanders say they were made long ago when the great war canoes of Kamehameha were dragged up the mountains from the beaches. Greg looks at them and says, sounds kind of wild. Hmm. Dave laughs a little and says, well, I told you before, this, you know, this whole island is full of superstitions. Peter says, you mean like the idol was found? Dave laughs and says, yeah. His smile turns into seriousness and then says, hey, you guys don't really believe all that jazz, do you? Because I certainly don't. I don't <laughs> believe it. So get that idea out of your head. 
(laughs) (laughs) The boys look at each other and Greg while holding the idol says, okay, now look, Dave, a lot of goofy things have been happening since we've got this thing. We'd like to find a little more out about it. Dave takes a deep breath, shakes his head and says, well, the only, (laughs) well, the only one I know who might be able to tell you anything about it is old Mr. Hanalei. Greg repeats Mr. Hanalei like Pete's dragon. <laughs> Never mind. That's, that's land of Hanalei. Never mind. Oh, <clears throat> that's Dave Puff the magic dragon. Yeah. What did I say? Pete's dragon. Same thing. <laughs> Dave smirks and says, yeah, he believes in all that stuff. Peter pipes up and asks, can you tell us where he lives? Bobby adds, we got to talk with him. Dave scoffs and says, you know, I think you guys are wigged out. But if that's what you want, Dave goes on and tells the boys where Mr. Honolay lives. Yeah, Greg says, what do you think? We're just a, a bunch of sing-alongs? <laughs> <laughs> I swear I saw a Brachiosaurus in the background. <laughs> it looked like <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah. Welcome. So. To Jurassic Park. Sorry, what? <laughs> so we're getting ready to meet Mr. Hanalei, which if you remember from part one, he was the other guy in the construction site that was like, no oh, yeah, touch. he was, yeah. No touchy. No touchy. Yeah. And apparently the school he attended didn't teach complete sentences. <laughs> no. Kind of like He-Man when he was injured. <laughs> I can't speak <laughs> complete <laughs> sentences. <laughs> Must crawl. I <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. All right, scene 14. The boys are now with Mr. Hanalei. Mr. Hanalei is looking at the idol while Greg holds it. He says, yes, taboo, very old, very evil. Bad things come to those who touch. Can't speak complete sentences. <laughs> Bobby I sound asks, like Native American because we're racist <laughs> as hell on the show. <clears throat> Bobby asks, then we should throw it away? Mr. Hanalei says, no, once you touch, taboo, stay. Peter says, you mean there's no way to get rid of the bad luck? Hanalei says, only one way. If you have the courage to take it back. Greg asks, back? Back where? Hanalei says, to burial ground of ancient kings. Peter and Bobby look at each other. Bobby says, burial ground? Hanalei says, taboo will be gone once you put it back. Greg asks, could you tell us a little more? <laughs> Hanalei <laughs> says, Long ago, before the great Kamehameha, there was a sacred burial place for island kings. To guard them, they make strong taboo. Greg looks at the idol and says, This must be the taboo. Hanalei says, Yes. It was placed on the burial site of the first king. Bobby asks, How did it get out? Hanalei says, Taboo stolen by bad warrior. Soon he found dead. Peter and Bobby look at each other again. Hanalei continues, Evil come to those who touch. <laughs> it will always come, my children, until idol is put back. Sorry, way behind. Greg asks, Do you know where this burial ground is? Hanalei goes on more. When I was a little boy, my grandfather tell me the way. He tell me, 
Never go there. I never go. <laughs> Peter gulps. Greg asks, could you tell us where it is? <laughs> Peter adds, we got to get rid of this thing. Bobby begs, please, Mr. Honolay. Mr. Honolay thinks for a moment and then says, I will tell you. <laughs> So when I was when I was listening to this, all I could think of was, so back a long time ago to protect this island, these they made these bad idols idols to cause like minor inconveniences, (laughs) so that their intruders are like, all right, this is really annoying, and I'm gonna leave. Because I mean, another spider on me. I mean, I've fallen off a, a, a surfboard. A completely harmless spider scared the piss out of me. I'm done. I'm at it. And I got hit in the head when somebody threw something at me. Like, I am inconvenienced <laughs> as hell. I am not messing with these ancient kings ever again. <laughs> this isn't paradise. This sucks. I'm paddling back to California. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't think they thought that through very well. All right. Scene 15. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the hotel, shit, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Back at the hotel, the boys are telling Mike and Carol their mission. Bobby says, "Honest, Dad, it's a real terrible taboo." Carol says, "Oh, honey, that's just a story from a superstitious old gentleman." Peter asks, "Then how do you explain all the awful things that have happened to us since we found it?" Mike says, "Very simply, coincidence." Greg gets wiped out by a wave. Alice heard her back. Spider crawls across the room. Coincidence. That's all. None of that happened because of some taboo. Carol adds, of course, that little statue only has the power that you imagine it to have. Mike laughs and says, sure, take it home. Show some of your friends. They'll get a kick out of it. Mike and Carol then leave the room. Bobby asks the other boys, what are we going to do about it? Greg says, there's only one thing to do about it. According to Mr. Honolay, take it back to the burial ground. Bobby says, that sounds kind of spooky. Peter pipes up and says, besides, mom and dad will never let us go. Greg says, no. Then raises one eyebrow and says, not if they know about it. Oh. The boys look at each other. Oh. oh. Huh. Hmm. I swear this is the basis for like every horror movie that involves kids. <laughs> the kids try desperately to warn their parents. The parents are like, now, now you're being silly. Just go to bed. Not just horror, but usually like sci-fi science fiction of some yeah. kind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the parents don't believe the children for anything. Right. <laughs> oh, you just had magic powers. Oh, you two need to just go to bed. It was probably just in your mind. Like, <laughs> I swear her name is Eleven and she made a car levitate. Okay, honey. (laughs) You two and your imaginations. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Scene 16. In the girls' room, Greg has just told them their plan. Marcia says, a burial ground? Cindy says, with dead kings? Yuck. Jan says, shh, Cindy, not so loud. Marsha feels feels the need to explain the obvious, but it is Cindy after all. And she says, (laughs) we don't want mom and dad hearing what Greg is telling us. Cindy protests and says, 
I don't even want to hear what Greg is telling us. <laughs> that was kind of funny, I thought. <laughs> Greg goes on with his plan. Tomorrow. No. <laughs> Tomorrow, <laughs> we're going to take a bus to the other side of the island. We want you to cover for us. Jan asks Greg, how? Greg goes on. If they ask, tell mom and dad that we went sightseeing and that's all you know. Okay? Marsha agrees and then asks, Greg, aren't you and the boys afraid going to a burial ground? Greg says, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Know what I'm saying? Not with this size, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not if I had my 12-inch collars. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, Greg says, yes. But we're even more afraid of not going. Oh. And then he turns dramatically and exits. <laughs> Does he do that thing where he fixes his hair? Is it kind of like when you get slapped in a... At a soap opera <laughs> and your hair messes up and you turn your head around and fix your hair at the same time. <clears throat> yeah. Greg did this dramatic exit. It was like, mm. <laughs> what a bunch of wussies is what I put. I mean, Dave's certainly not afraid of this. Of course saying. not. He doesn't even believe it's all island superstition. Exactly. It's just an old superstition is. is what he calls yeah. it. Yeah. Super duper Stupid, Stupid. Whatever. <laughs> I can't talk. Scene 17. The next morning, the boys are dropped off at a bus stop. We are treated to some amazing outfits. Now, I put like here these, Jimmy because I know you noticed them. I Of course I did. Like, first of all, I swear Peter wore that belt in last season. There was some scene where Peter had a bright white belt for some reason. I swear it's the same belt. I just remember Greg wearing a blue shirt, blue pants, and a white belt. Well, that and what is up with Peter. Like Peter's like he has this collar thing that you can't even button up. It has like like some kind of like Amish latch thing that you do at the top of it. <laughs> it looks like a mixture between a shirt and one of those rugs you get from Mexico that you're supposed to put over your head. So I don't know. Yeah, they, Bobby looked normal in another hang ten spotting. He was wearing a hang ten right? t shirt. Well, that <laughs> and like why? First of all, where the fuck did Bobby get popcorn from? I don't know. They Second, needed it for a prop. Maybe you got it at the first bus stop. <laughs> Second, why are they wearing jeans and long sleeve shirts in Hawaii? They're go they're going out into the woods hiking and they're wearing jeans and t shirt. <laughs> Not even jeans and t shirt, jeans and a long sleeve shirt. I think it was a long sleeve jean shirt. I think Greg was wearing. Was it? Yeah, know. yeah. And it had that collar that you know he could fly yeah. home if I guess if he had to. <laughs> <laughs> and Bobby, for some reason, is eating a box of popcorn, which I. Talked about a minute ago. Yeah. Greg says, okay, from what Hanalei said, we go that way. Peter says, the bus driver thought we were crazy for getting out here. Bobby, while looking around, says, maybe the bus driver was right. Hmm. Greg, while pulling the boys along, says, come on, we'll stick together. The boys walk across the street and into some woods. So, wait a minute. Mr. Hanalei's got to be like, what, 65, 70 years old? Yeah. His father told him about this place when he was a kid, correct? Yeah. So you're thinking at least 60 years ago. Okay. So in 60 years time, <laughs> the instructions are still, okay, take this bus. Get off on this. <laughs> take exit. the number 10 bus. <laughs> now, at the bus stop, you're going to be facing south. You have to turn the opposite direction, which is north. And what, like, what the fuck? Like, how? That doesn't make any sense. Make sure you have a box of popcorn. 
And don't be all wussy as like a bunch of sing-alongs. Exactly. <laughs> sing-alongs. <laughs> now, you might lose your way, even though the trees are like 10 feet apart from each other. Yeah. Why did they make it no seem underbrush. like... It made it seem like they were just dropped off in like the ghetto or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I, the guy thought we were crazy for getting out here. Like, where? <laughs> it just looked like... <laughs> just, it didn't look bad or unsafe or anything. Anywho. All right. Scene 18. While continuing into the woods, they stop, and Greg says, this has to be the way. Peter says, I bet Mom and Dad are worried about us. Bobby adds, not as worried as I am. <laughs> Greg is starting to get frustrated, says, look, that barrel ground has to be around here. I follow Mr. Hanley's directions to the letter. Peter says, even if we find it, how are we going to find our way out of here? Bobby adds, yeah. Greg says, well, let's leave a trail. Greg looks down at Bobby's popcorn and says, the popcorn. We'll leave a trail of popcorn. Greg reaches for it and Bobby pulls away and says, hey, I like my popcorn. Peter asks, what do you like better, your popcorn or your life? God, he's threatening to kill him because he wasn't popcorn? It's fucked up. <laughs> Just give me your popcorn, kid. <laughs> Greg takes the popcorn and begins to drop pieces as they walk. So, a few things. One, great job, Greg, dropping popcorn every two feet. <laughs> right. That'll last about, I don't know, maybe, exactly, yeah. maybe like a, an eighth of a mile. It'll be done. Second, good job picking something that birds eat and animals <laughs> Squirrels eat. Squirrels and raccoons. <laughs> every animal on the planet would eat. And maybe third, we should have made a trail with bird seed. <laughs> And third, why don't they just pull out their phones and use GPS? The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Scene 19. Meanwhile, back at the hotel, Mike walks in, just getting off work. He walks over to his lovely bride, who is staring out through the window. Mike greets and kisses her. Carol has a worried look on her face. And Mike asks, what's the matter? No. <laughs> what now? Fuck. That fucking coral pen, right? No. Um, <laughs> Mike asks, what's the matter? Carol says, well, it's getting late and the boys aren't home from sightseeing yet. Mike shrugs it off and says, well, they said they'd be gone all day. Carol says, I guess so. Mike adds more to calm Carol and says, well, you know how time flies when you're having fun. And begins to molest her. <laughs> he does. You can tell he's got a look at her face like, we need to fuck, like, right now. Hell, yeah. Like, I had the best fucking meeting at work. Like, <laughs> the building's now, going well. I'm fucking hell, yeah. No, you know what it is. Mike has that coral pin in his briefcase. Yeah. And s- someone's paying for that pin. <laughs> that shit ain't free. Open the briefcase. Yeah, Mike, Carol's paying for that pin. <laughs> All right, scene 20 back in the woods the boys continue their search all while still dropping popcorn they stumble upon an area with tiki statues around them while searching the area greg says this is it you guys peter says if this isn't the burial ground it's sure a great place for one <laughs> bobby suggests why don't we just put the idol down and get out of here Greg says, which is not a bad idea, by the way. Right. Greg says, 
Mr. Hanlai said we had to put it on a hidden burial place of the first king. Bobby asks, won't any old king do? Greg spots something and says, hey, look. Peter says, a cave. An entrance to a cave is spotted with a large tiki statue in front of it. Bobby says, Mr. Hanalei didn't say anything about a cave. Greg says, well, maybe he didn't know about it. Let's take a look. The boys walk towards the entrance of the cave. Greg says, hey, there's a light inside. Maybe there's a caretaker. Peter pipes up and says, yeah, maybe he'll take care of us. Bobby says, let's not go in there. Greg says, come on, you guys. What are you, a bunch of sing-alongs? <laughs> maybe, maybe you can tell us about the first king. The boys enter the cave, but what they don't see is an older gentleman entering the cave behind them. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why does Greg remind me of Michael Knight in this scene? Just with the, <laughs> the perm and the butterfly collar and just how how unusually, like, brave he is all of a sudden. Like, like he's going to go figure shit out, you know? Like, right. I expect him to go, like, Kit, I need you, buddy, you know? It's <laughs> yeah, funny. So, like, from the scene before where, like, Carol's all worried, I figured it was, like, fucking nighttime. It's not. It's, like, from this scene, it looks like it's two in the afternoon or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's all standing like it's, you know, it's getting late. You know, it's past dinner, you know. And the boys aren't back yet. Like, it's fucking, like, two o'clock. I don't know. <laughs> I just think she just didn't want to have sex. So Probably. She probably knew that she was going to pay for that fucking pen. Yeah, she probably heard Mike coming down the hall, getting the key out. And she's probably like, oh, shit, Mike ran to the window. Oh, I'm so worried. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Scene 21. Continuing into the cave, the boys see an old coffin. Torches are lit around the cave's walls. They are surrounded by island tiki statues. Bobby says, I think this is part of the burial ground. Peter says, well, it's not the tunnel of love. Greg then hushes the boys. Greg's bullshit detector is starting to work, and he calls out, hello? Anybody here? They hear nothing. Bobby then says, why don't we just leave the idol here with a note? Ghost! (laughs) (laughs) Peter suggests, yeah, and we can put on it, please return to the first king. Greg, not standing for any foolishness, <laughs> no sing-alongs, <laughs> says, there's got to be someone here. Let's take a look down in the passages and stick close behind me. As he turns to tell them, Peter and Bobby run into him. Peter says, if we were any closer, we'd be in front of you. Oh. The boys enter one of the passages. We then see the man that is following them. And it's Vincent fucking Price. What? Yeah. What's he doing there? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, but then he starts doing that speech at the end of Thriller. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) He walks up to the camera really close and just looks at it. Darkness falls across the... (laughs) And at the end, he's like... (laughs) So, like... I like how, like, Detective Greg says, there's got to be somebody in here. Well, no shit. Like, there's fucking 20 torches lit all around you. (laughs) So there's 20 torches, and I swear I saw a light plug over in the corner. (laughs) 
Well, no shit. You think these have been on since the ancient times of the first game? <laughs> well, they might have had some big advances in torches tech. Um, also, Peter's voice kept cracking. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> so that is where we stop yet again. It's to be continued into a third part. Ooh. It's yes. getting scary. Oh, man. So, man, that was that was like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit like a live action, like Scooby Doo kind of a thing. It was yeah, like yeah. I'm really expecting to be like it's Old Man Carruthers, you know. I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen the first one of this, but I'm assuming it's something like the girls finally give in and tell the parents what happened. <laughs> so the parents go talk to Mister Honolly, and then they lead up to the top to save the boy. You know, I, I got a feeling something like that, right? I remember a little bit, and I think you're. Pretty on balls accurate. <laughs> That's funny. Hmm. Okay. So instead of Mr. Howell, it's Vincent Vincent Price. Vincent yeah. Price. Which, he looks exactly the same as like when he died. <laughs> like a corpse, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Kudos to him, man. He didn't age at all. Um do you remember hearing the story about Vincent Price and getting him on the Brady Bunch? No. Where did I hear the story from? Not me. <laughs> well, they, it may be brought up in the next episode, but the quick version is Vincent Price was originally supposed to be on an episode of Gill- Gilligan's Island, mm. but then the show got canceled, so they never got a chance to get him on the show. Oh. I think this is right. When did Gilligan's Island start? But No clue. Something happened to where they couldn't do it, but they still had him on retainer, so he agreed to do this episode of The Brady Bunch. Basically, and the part was written for him, so so something it was story something like that. Maybe we'll talk more about it next episode. So okay, all right. So Jimmy, yes, I have an email to read. <laughs> Quit playing. I have an email to read. <sighs> okay, I'm playing. Hey, line. <laughs> this one is actually quite interesting. Uh oh. No, it's actually pretty cool. This is from oh, okay, this is from Bernice. 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 And she says the subject of this email is Big Miss. Uh-oh. And no, that's not like her wrestler name or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She says, I am a big fan of your podcast. I am hmm. in the process of catching up. Recently, I had watched the season two, episode 20, Lights Out episode. While watching it, I discovered a goof and thought, ooh, I can't wait to listen to Tack and Jimmy and hear what they have to say about it. There was a goof and we missed it? Well, after listening to your podcast on this episode, I was disappointed that you both missed it. What? Well, here it is. While Peter is getting ready to perform, Mike tells Peter that Carol is getting jammed at the gym. Do you remember this episode? No. What is he performing? Um, the, remember the magic show? He's about to do the magic oh, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then also at the same time, Jan had like some ballet recital or something like right. that. I can't remember. She, I don't remember. Something like that. Anyway, so while Peter is getting ready to perform, Mike tells Peter that Carol is getting Jan at the gym. While Jan is not at the gym, she is at the nurse's office, if you remember. You kept saying, Where is Carol? Well, I am sure Carol was walking around the school asking where Jan is. I'm sure she went to the gym looking for Jan, and someone may have told her 
that she was at the nurse's office. At the school I went to, the gym and the nurse's office was in a total opposite sides of the school. This yeah, may this may have taken her a few minutes to walk there to get Jan. Thus, why Jan is calling the auditorium to talk to her father. Are we caught up? Do you remember all this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here is the miss. <clears throat> Alice arrives at the school with Cindy within a few minutes from the call that Jan had placed home. Right. <clears throat> and this is all in caps and much bigger letters. It says, Alice does not know how to drive. Oh, shit. How did Alice get Cindy dressed up in a costume that she used as a fairy princess over a year ago? They just have it lying around. Rush her over to the school without driving her there. <laughs> Finding the costume and helping Cindy put it on after a year would the costume still fit her. Would probably take five to ten minutes. Then walking to the school would probably take another five to ten minutes. Did the tuba player perform that long? <laughs> Well, he did perform pretty long. So, did Peter stall from doing magic acts on stage that long? <laughs> I would have loved to hear you guys make fun of this little goof. Oh man! Again, I love your podcast. Now, when I watch the Brady Bunch, I will see something silly, ridiculous, or a goof and wonder what are Tack and Jimmy's thoughts on this. Keep up the great work, Bernice. Well, to take to take what she says a step further. Yeah. No, okay, she's correct that Alice can't drive, but Alice wouldn't be able to drive in if she could because Carol has one car and Mike has the other. They only True have two that. cars. I so mean, even if she could only drive, proving she her point even more. Yeah. So so they would have either had to walk, or they would have had to take a bus. Take the bus yeah. in in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless I guess I had assumed that. Somewhere along the lines, Alice had prepared beforehand to, just in case, you know, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about like the, the dress or whatever. Or yeah, but costume. yeah. It's, it, no, Bernice got us on that one. Yeah, we should have, we should have, we should have spotted that. Totally right. <laughs> <clears throat> so we, we do apologize. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have failed thee. All right. So. You know what we did here. We had fun here today. Don't be offended. We, we do love the show, and we're not racist or sexist. I no, promise. we are not. We make fun of it. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Did this. you have a Michael Jackson moment there for a second? <laughs> also, you turn on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cat is like trying to get out of the door, and she's like making a bunch of noise. What was it? I told a joke last night that made myself cry, like because I was laughing so much. What was it? Um. Oh, where does Michael Jackson go on vacation? <laughs> where? Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. <clears throat> All right. We would like to personally thank our producers uh, from Patreon. Without you, this absolutely positively wouldn't be possible. Mm -hmm. So we do thank you from the bottom of our little hearts. That's right. And we got to do a shout out to our little OPs. Jenny Jim. Jiminy. <laughs> Jiminy. And she had posted, Jenny had posted the other day that she was reading or she was watching. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. She yeah. goes, oh, I'm listening. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, watching. Yeah, I said watching. I meant listening. Yeah. <laughs> so hell awesome. to the yeah. Um, we have some homework. 
Yeah. We have some homework. Uh, mm-hmm. The first item on the homework agenda is to check out the website at www.averybradypodcast.com. And do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or CastBox. Tell two friends about the show or, you know, tell your boss, tell your enemies, whatever. <laughs> check out RetroNetwork.com yes. as well. Go check out the other shows and all the other fun stuff they have on their site. If you like the nostalgic aspect of our show, you'll love the Retro Network. And we're not just saying it because we have to, because <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> all their shows have a retro feel to them. Uh, that's why we joined the network in the first place. Uh, they're also the ones behind the contest. So, um, so yeah, you definitely have to check them out because if you like us, you'll love them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, send an email to the show and tell us... Uh, how you like or dislike the show at a very pretty podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in on the conversation and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Get updates. Now, when we say that, and Tacka just got done saying, join the Facebook group. We have two of them. We have a Facebook group. That way, all the the fans of the of the Brady Bunch can talk to each other and all this kind of stuff. And then we have a Facebook page for the podcast, just so there's no confusion. That's right. That's where we put our updates and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if it's going to be like if this episode is going to be late, which it might, <laughs> just because uh, tomorrow is editing day, and I also have to work like. All day tomorrow, so I'll see what I can do. All right, so uh, check out the T Public store for merch. Links in the description below. We have a brand new shirt we just released. It is fantastic. Jimmy's going to post him wearing his shirt. Heck Heck, yeah, you're wearing it right now, aren't you? I am wearing it right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah! And post it up on Instagram or something, Jimmy, so people can check it out. Also, like like being completely honest and real. Um, We've always had a tea public store, but it's never really done great. Um, just because we didn't really push it that hard, I guess. Yeah. Um, this season, we decided to just kind of go out on a limb and create this new shirt. And uh, you guys seem to like it. So that's awesome. So Yeah, we're if, uh, selling some shirts, man. They're going like hotcakes. Yeah. So. And if anybody has any ideas, um, and this isn't just to Jenny or Jim, although... You know, Jenny or Jim, you know, you guys obviously are more than welcome. <laughs> we listen to them more than yeah. anybody else. Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, we, we listen to our producers more than we listen to everybody else. And that's just because they, you know, are Patreon subscribers. But um, if anybody at all has an idea for a shirt, um, this one, we tried to keep it a little bit in, you know, with the show. You know what I mean? Like a little bit of a inside joke. So if you weren't a fan of the Brady Bunch, you wouldn't really get it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we might have another one coming out. Yep. So, um, stay Definitely. tuned for that. Um, mm-hmm. so yes. Yeah. I just wanted to say like that you kudos to you guys for enjoying the shirt. Um, and if you guys have any more ideas, uh, or if you have any ideas, let us know and we'll try to accommodate. Hell yeah. And the very last thing is go watch the Brady Munch and here's yeah. tack. That's going to tell you what the next show is about in an old Hawaiian man's accent. <laughs> oh God, I'm not doing that one. That one sounds- <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny on next episode. Oh, you got <laughs> it. Go ahead. No, guys, it's your turn. All right. On the next episode, season four, episode three, the Tiki Caves, part three. Oh, the man. Brady boys arrive at the cave to return the idol to the burial site. 
only to be held prisoners by an angry archaeologist who lays claim to the cave and believes that they stole the idol. Oh, damn. What what makes this guy any different than the old prospector, Mr. Howell? <laughs> the Grand or Canyon. Indiana Jones. It's the same character, pretty much. <laughs> he, he's trying to take my claim. I'm going to lock you up and take That's my true, claim. That's true, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. No, if they were copying that, then it would be a three-part episode where they go on vacation and drag out. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Never mind. Yeah. Remember last time we got held? <laughs> they didn't prisoners? ride donkeys. They didn't cool. ride donkeys this time, so there you go. That's true. But they saw a booby. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's it, unless you have anything else. No, that's it. Cool. Okay. Well, in that case, I've been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we'll see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>